Hello, hello. My name is Jacqueline Twilley. I'm your host of Power Banking, the podcast for women who work in male-dominated industries. What's up, Power Banking fam? So excited to be coming to you. So this podcast is recorded in Australia. I'm going to be leading a failure time session, and I am so excited. Um, Now, initially, not so much. I thought, man, a failure time session, What what is this? What does it look like? I wasn't really familiar with it because in the States, we don't really have failure time sessions. So when I started doing my research and I started digging into this, y'all, I got so excited. The notes that I've taken on this is bananas. And I'm probably going to turn this into something a little bit more because my notes on this topic is a bit massive. So what I want to do today in this episode from Wana, oh goodness, I hope I pronounced this right. All right, I've been I've been practicing. I'm in Walla Wollongong, Australia, which is New South Wales, right on the coastline. So Wollongong episode. Okay, I haven't seen any kangaroo. I haven't tasted any kangaroo. Just had a little octopus last night for dinner, which was delicious. We are on the coast, so you know the seafood here. I had to try. Anyway, that's a little side tangent. Let me get back to the failure time. So just want to share with you all some of my notes from this topic. I can't get to them all because I have uh, quite a few pages of notes here. But when we think about failure, I like to set it up from this framework. You know, when if you've ever played Candy Crush or uh, think there was Angry Birds that was popular several years ago, you went into the game expecting that you would fail some of those levels. And when you fail the level in the game, you didn't think, oh my God, this isn't for me. This isn't the game for me. I can never play again. You just knew that if you kept going, eventually you would beat it, no matter how time, how many times you failed at that level. And then on top of that, you had no idea what the next level was if you didn't use one of those cheat sheet tools, which... Um, I, I did sometimes I wanted to see how do I beat this level? I've been playing this level for like two days, not two days straight y'all, but you know, you pop into the app quite a bit. Anyway, fast forward. The point is when we play those games, we know we expect to fail and failure is a okay. We even talk to our friends who play these games with us and we talk about how many times we failed at it. And it's perfectly fine. And everyone laughs and they're like, oh, yeah, that was hard for me, too. It took me forever to get past it. But I did. So excited. So why, when it comes to leading, why is failure so different? Well, one, money is involved. And we take a lot of pride in our work. And the American society, and I know there are folks internationally who listen to this podcast, but specifically in the American society, We like to make things look like we got it all together, like we are on top of everything. And because we are on top of everything, we're not making mistakes and we're not failing. But also in the same vein, I've talked to so many people, so many leaders who will say, oh, that time I failed, that's when I learned the most. That time that was that situation that was so hard for me, 
I went through that and I didn't like it at the time. But if I didn't go through that, I wouldn't be who I am. And that's helped me to do X, Y, and Z. So many people can tell you on the other side of failure, when they come through it, come past it, tell you how beneficial it was for them. So as I was preparing for this failure time session, I'm thinking, how can we take that, that whole point of we need to pull out the expectation that failure is bad and take that concept that we use with games of I'm going to eventually beat this level. I'm going to eventually win and I'm going to keep trying no matter how many times I fail and failure is just part of the process of getting to the next level. When you think of the Candy Crush or the Angry Birds or any other video based game. So these are some of the tips that I have for thinking clearly so that we can get to a place where Failure is sometimes expected and accepted. Now, first things first, a failure to prepare is not the type of failure we're talking about. Like if you're just shooting darts at the wind, hoping something sticks, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about you've given your best. You're emulating excellence without excuses, which means you're giving 110%. You've done your research. You've covered the basis and you've made the best decision based on the information you had available to you at the time. That's the type of failure we're talking about. All right. So when you're thinking about failure and you're changing your mindset about failure, where else is failure expected and accepted. We know it's accepted and expected in these types of video games, but where else? I'll give you another example, life example. When you're learning how to ride a bike or when you're teaching a kid how to ride a bike, expect it that they're going to fall off the bike a few times. They might even skin a knee or two, but they're going to get up and they're eventually going to learn how to balance and to ride that bike. So think about in your industry, where is failure expected and accept it. Just make a short list there. And then think about what can you control? All right. And the things that you can control, oftentimes they're related to your habits and your attitude and your actions. Okay. The aha method that we talked about in a previous episode. And that boils down to having the self-discipline. Are you disciplined enough to go the extra mile, to get things done, to exceed expectations. And when you're exceeding expectations, knowing that sometimes you will do everything the way that you were supposed to do it, and it still doesn't turn out, but that doesn't mean you have to give up, all right? So when your risk is greater than the failure, you understand that it's just a part about, uh, it's just a part of the process of beating that level. Let me repeat that. When you understand that the risk is greater, failure is just a part of the process. So anytime you're trying to do something new, you're trying to lead your team to exceed goals, whatever that goal is, you're trying to get better, you're trying to be more efficient, you're trying to be more innovative. When the risk is greater, failure is just part of the process and beating that level. So when we think of the Wright brothers. Let's go back a little bit. We know the Wright brothers, US-based folks learned that the Wright brothers were the first to have a plane to take flight. What is also very well reported is no one was there to capture the moment that the 
flight took off because they had failed so many times. They didn't have the resources that another guy had who was also trying to get a flight into air at the same time. Because they fell so much, they knew failure was part of the process. I'm going to go back a little bit further in history. Even Thomas Edison, when we think about the light bulb, it is reported that he fell 10,000 times before he had the, the lantern, which eventually turned into our light bulb. And then when we think about Henry Ford, I'm going back, y'all, American history here. When we think about Henry Ford, the Ford Motor Company today, when he created the first car, people were still doing horse and buggy. It was crazy. Like, what is this car thing? And how many times did he fail? He failed hundreds and hundreds of times before he got it right. But if you're going to lead your team to greatness, if you're going to do something great in your personal life, inspire your community, if you're going to reach the C-suite and be successful in the C-suite, you have got to get comfortable taking a level of risk that is going to bring you a great reward. And understand that as a leader running an organization, especially as a woman leader, you will be scrutinized very, very heavily. So with that, you always want to make sure as you're leading your team, you're looking at what is the cheapest way for us to, to fail? Because you don't want to lose a ton of money. Obviously, the shareholders, the stockholders in your company, your managers, your team, um, no one's going to be happy if you lose a ton of money. So you got to find out, figure out a way to take those risks and lose the least amount of money so that as you're failing, you're not tanking the organization because companies cannot run if there's no cash flow. All right, so moving past failure requires you to take action and to take action quickly. A few years ago, I was swimming and I, I took swimming lessons for a long time. I never became like super proficient at it. But at one point in my childhood, I had an experience where I almost drowned at a friend's birthday party. And because of that experience, I never really got comfortable in a swimming pool and I didn't want to swim. So it was many years later where I forced myself to take these lessons. And my instructor at the time told me, when you have an experience where you almost drown, you have to get back in the water almost immediately. So swimming instructors teach when you almost drown, you got to jump back in that water almost immediately because it's going to help you to get past that fear that you're going to fail again. So when you're in business, in your leading your team, your leadership journey, when you have a moment of failure, have that moment to reflect on what just happened, be in the moment, be present debrief if necessary, but then also don't sit there and stew over it and just let that tape roll over and over and over in your head. The quickest thing to do after you process it, you debrief, is to take action. Just like the swim instructor teaches the person who's learning how to swim, if you have a near drowning experience, hop back in that water right away to get over that fear. You got to do the same thing in your professional life as well. So concentrate on moving forward right after a failure. Like I said, 
said, you got to process it, be in the moment, debrief, do the things necessary, but don't sit there and stew on that too long. You got to move forward. So don't quit before you follow through on all of your action steps. Every plan that you execute, especially when you're leading a team and you have a strategy around the things that you're doing, there are some action steps required. Don't get to the point where you say, oh, I've already failed. I'll just skip these steps. Just like I teach the negotiation clients to always use a checklist, like a pilot always uses a checklist before they take off to fly, you want to go through and make sure you're following each step in your strategy every time you come up with a new plan. And with that, take accountability for your actions. You know, sometimes we don't go all out. We don't prepare. We don't get all of the data necessary, even though it's probably readily available to us. And from those experiences, learn from it. Just don't make the same mistakes twice. So going back to Thomas Edison, Thomas Edison said, I didn't fail 10,000 times. I just found 10,000 ways that didn't work. I'm paraphrasing a little, y'all. So don't come at me on, on the Twitter and in the Facebook group like, what? I'm paraphrasing that quote for you all. So you got to think about your failure as ways that didn't work. Take accountability. And when you're moving forward, y'all, don't feel sorry for yourself. You know, stay tuned to those emotional emotions, have that level of self-awareness, but don't start having a pity party. Stand up and put one foot in front of the other and move forward through your failure. So I'm going to leave you with this activity that I'm doing with the failure time session here in Australia. I want you to pull out a note card or a piece of paper, tear it in four, and number one, put on each piece of paper, one, two, three, four, um, one number for each piece of that paper or note card. And think about the last time you've had determination to do something over and over again where failure was expected and accepted and you knew if you kept going at it, you would eventually pass that level, think of the game, and you would move on to the next stage. And on the back of that card, so on the front of that card, you're thinking of the time where you had determined so think of that time where failure was expected and accepted, but you had determination to get through it. So write that down on the back side of that piece of paper or note card. Describe that situation and how you move through it. So I want you to do that on four different cards. So four different experiences. You might have to dig deep. A lot of us block failure out of our mind. We try not to think about it once we move past it. That's something that I think our society has taught us to do. But again, in those moments is where we have learned the most. And a lot of people say, if it wasn't for this, I wouldn't be who I am today. So really dig deep. I challenge you to complete this exercise, hop into the Power Banking Facebook group and share something with the team about when a time you knew failure was accepted, it was expected, and you kept going and you moved past it. I want to know the results, y'all. I want to hear from you about this. All right. So let's keep the conversation going about this. Like I said, I have a ton of notes on this topic. So you might get another podcast episode about this fairly soon. I am 
aspiring to podcast every day that I'm in Australia. So get ready for some back-to-back episodes. If you follow me on Instagram or Facebook, I am posting some pictures. It is quite beautiful here on North Beach, which is Wollongong, uh, Australia, New South Wales. I mean, the views are absolutely breathtaking. So definitely check out the social media so you can see the pictures. I highly recommend if you have the opportunity to travel to this part of the world because the people here are so amazing. So, so amazing. All right, y'all. Until next time, continue to emulate excellence and eliminate excuses. My name is Jacqueline Twilley. Thanks for spending time with me listening to this podcast. I know you have so many options. And I don't take for granted that you spend your time listening to me share my thoughts. Talk to you soon.